welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Toby and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment. Five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of fintech and on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup. The theme of this week is something I'm super excited about and it is celebrating differences. So the reason why I chose this one is because of our upcoming magazine, again something I'm super excited about. We are celebrating the top 1% workplace awards and the applications are underway. So if anyone knows us and you've subscribed to our magazine before, downloaded it, read a hard copy when we used to do pure hard copies you will know that every year we have awards where we celebrate the great places to work this year it's even more exciting reason being is that we are breaking this down into categories so we have 15 award categories and what we're doing is we're celebrating the differences the fact that people want different things and our categories now cover best place to work for for a technologist best place to work for a salesperson nominations are coming in thick and fast for people's dni champions businesses who want to show off particular dni strategies there are 15 categories that if you've seen anything that we've posted recently on LinkedIn, you'll see all of those categories there. And it's been super exciting to see all the different bits of information that people are sharing with us, all the activities that people have been doing this year to really enhance the way that their environment works and how they engage with their people. It is our last edition of the year and it is about celebrating best places to work so that these best places to work can ensure that people can become the best that they can be. And again, as I said, It's about celebrating differences. So, Toby, before I go into anything more on that, we know that there isn't a one-size-fits-all anymore, and that's why we wanted to make these awards. We wanted to focus on what people are doing to celebrate what makes them different and their, their understanding of what makes everybody different who works within their business. I wanted to throw it over to you just to hear who you've been speaking to this week and really to give your thoughts on why we decided to open up these awards in such a fantastic way. So, so I'll take the uh, the second part of that first, and run through run through that because look, I think the the uh, the concepts of the the ultimate fintech workplace as it was as it was known before was basically listing some of the great organisations and, and celebrating what they did to make their their workplaces absolutely stand out in the industry. And as we were looking at this year and thinking about all the various different things, we realised it was a lot more nuanced than, than, than that. And actually there were people there who, who stood out in particular areas. And we wanted to really do an overview where we still have the listing of all the great companies out there, the top 1% of workplaces in the industry. But we also then wanted to look at the, the, the certain different areas of it and what makes a, a you know, the companies who are working really hard to make it good in, in so many different ways from their comp and bend strategy through to their workplace culture, through to their onboarding process, through to their internal recruitment teams, through to you know, every single aspect. And I think one, one of the things that we were talking about when we, when we came here is, and this is actually some of the feedback that we, we had when we were looking last time out, is that with every business, you know, some of them will be good in some areas, some of them will be good in other areas. And it's looking at that, at that sort of process that, really makes you think right it is a great workplace for a sales team exactly the same as what would make it a good workplace for a tech team that's exactly the same as what it would look like for a strong change and transformation unit and actually that organization can address itself in different ways to each of those demographics and that's not to say that all developers are from venus and all salespeople are from mars but you are looking at things there where you're saying, right, this is going to be a different set of tactics and objectives that make, yeah, you know, even you know where people work. I was, I was speaking to people this week and, and uh, looking at their teams and saying, 
you know what, our developers are, are in a situation now where they're working you know, from, from anywhere. And the CEO of a, of a brilliant tech startup I was chatting to yesterday, who says, right, you know, our sales team are now pretty much back in the office five days a week. Our customer success team are in a similar sort of uh, you know, scenario. And they're doing this because they recognize that there's an opportunity for them to you know, treat people in, you know, or, or to work together as a sales unit and, and have that collaboration. I asked them about his developers and they said they're hardly ever in because they don't want to be in because that's not where they're getting their best And so it's been a very big divide from him where he had this big culture of 70, 80 people all in an office and it was something there which was very important to him you know, to do, to do that. But he's looked to you know, pivot his, his people strategy to make sure that he's getting the best out of each individual unit within that. And we wait to see what happens in the foreseeable with that, but it's very, very interesting in my opinion to see how people are, are adapting to it. Speaking to people, look, there's, there's going to be, I'm not going to go into the, the, the detail of all the people who started to interview for the judging on, on that, because what we're doing is, we're, you, know, you and I and a couple of others are going to be speaking to, and a lot of people over the course of the next couple of weeks, we started the process already, we're talking to them about what makes them in each category a great employer. You know, these videos will then be passed over to the uh, judges who will then make the ultimate decision on, on who wins in each category, which is really, really exciting. It's exciting, but it's also massively inspirational and educational because every single time we do this, you and I are, uh, have the huge privilege of speaking to companies who are getting these things absolutely right at the top 1% of their industry. And it's so transla translatable. So I've, all, you know, I've often said that fintech-focused TV for me is, is an MBA. It's my opportunity to learn from, from great leaders, hear great stories, see what people are doing well and educate myself at the same sort of time. And I think when we look more and more about what, I've been hearing, and I'm sure you're the same in what you've been hearing when you're talking to these people, you recognise the sort of scale and scope of, uh, of how things can be done to the very, very best of, uh, of people's ability. So loads and loads of, uh, of different things. I also had a great conversation that will be coming out early next week with none other than yourself, the 17% list where we talk about your work that you've been doing to walk the talk and, and increase uh, diversity in the financial technology sector, addressing one of the principal areas of imbalance, which is the gender imbalance within the, within the sector. I love that episode. I can't wait to uh, release it to, uh, to everyone. It talks about your successes over the course of the last year and, and how you've made active and positive change to create so many opportunities for uh, women in financial technology. So if you're interested in that world, if you're interested in diversity, if you're interested in how companies can be better, and solve one of the biggest problems on boardrooms uh, around the, you know, the UK's financial technology sector and, and beyond over the course of the last couple of years, then tune in on Monday. You'll be hearing Nadia Rostashti in her prime talking about a subject which I think has got enormous levels of scale, scope and opportunity. So that's going to be a good one to catch up. Enjoyed having you on the show. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. Thanks for inviting me onto it. I think it was a good one to do because, you know, the 17% list, it's a year old now. And I think it's uh, so important that, you know, people kind of pause, review and see what they can do. And I think one of the really important questions that you asked me was, what can I do better? Um, and what, what can I do next with the 17% list? And, and, you know, as, as you've just said, people should tune in to hear the answers to that. But, you know, thinking about the, you know, the conversation for today, I've really loved listening to you talk about building environments to help people become the best that they can be. And that's something that the both of us talk about a lot, but we walk that talk as well. You know, we are constantly going in and talking with different businesses, building out workflows, helping them identify exactly who they've got in the business, not just from, from a perspective of who do they want to hire for the business, but who do they want to retain in the business? And what does that actually mean? That means investment, that means promotion, that means training, that means learning, 
that means challenge that means improvement and this is why i use the word exciting so many times because my personality i am so driven by those conversations i love feeling that we're adding value to people around us and to think that there are so many examples of applicants over the years and i and i heard just one example the other day i obviously can't give the details of the person but it's somebody that i placed as an investment manager and it was his first role in financial services technology. 10 years ago, I placed him. And I placed him there for, I think it was 60, 65K, something like that. One of the consultants spoke to him this week. And he said that he wouldn't move from his current job for anything under than 300. And I just thought to myself, wow, that's another one for me to remember that 10 years ago, I was having a conversation with somebody, giving them the confidence that financial services technology will be so challenging, will be such an amazing, amazing journey for you in your career. And I know it's not all about money, but that really does show the level of responsibility someone has jumped to across the course of 10 years. And, you know, not wanting to be too altruistic, but, you know, that really is changing lives. That's another person that I can talk about and think about like, wow, you know, I personally have made a big shift and change in their life. And that's what drives me with the 17% list to address that gender imbalance. That's what's driving us today when we're putting together this magazine because the more people's lives we change like that the better the the industry is going to be and with all the plans this industry's got at the minute in terms of growth in terms of solving some of the world's biggest financial transactional problems financial inclusion problems financial investment and savings problems you know that this industry won't be able to do that without changing people's lives within it so i love the fact that we're you know bringing that together and that really really inspires me it makes me think of a couple of people that i've interviewed recently on the podcast so i interviewed mahima Podar, who's the group head of personal banking at equitable bank so Exel bank is canada's biggest challenger bank they are a digital bank and they are challenging the, the status quo of banking in canada and beyond. Now she got me thinking about celebrating differences because she spoke about her career and her early career and she said no matter how hard I worked if I didn't enjoy the people and the environment I wouldn't be successful. So that is so so in line with what we're talking about in terms of celebrating great places to work to allow people to become the most successful they can be. Another thing that she said that I wanted to highlight was that when she really felt that she was able to kick on in her career and build herself to, to be, look, group head of personal banking, you know, one of the most senior people within the biggest challenge banking in Canada, she says that she was able to create her own bar of performance rather than being pitted against the people that she worked with. And I thought that was really interesting because I talked to an, you know, a number of people, as we know, across the industry about how you improve staff, how you can improve your teams, how you can allow people to raise their own bar. And actually, when we talk about the how, I thought it was quite unique that Mahima pointed that out because we are traditionally used to using competition and winning as a way of motivating people to, to do more. And actually, it's not always about pitting people against each other being the best and we've spoken about this before today but it's not about being the best in a group of people it's about being the best that you can be and you'll probably end up being the best in that group of people but that slight difference in perception can really help drive an individual again mm -hmm. some people will love that competition some people won't but i just thought it was quite a unique and different perspective that we hadn't spoken about before 
another one uh, that I spoke to that was really stand out was Kat Mann. Um, so she's head of PR and savings and, and the investment specialist at Nutmeg. So she is uh, very well known within the industry. Um, here in the UK, she's won the Women in Fintech power list awards that are run by innovate finance she's won that twice and you know as as everyone knows nutmeg is a, a rapidly growing digital wealth manager and she really celebrated the fact that within their team they have brought together people from from such diverse backgrounds variety of industries variety of social economic backgrounds ethnic backgrounds religious backgrounds from and they boast on their website from every continent representing over 30 nationalities you know they're, they're really really proud that they've brought all these people together and um, in our podcast, we spoke about, well, how, how do you make that work? And she said, really simply, we value diversity of opinion. We don't want people to be agreeing with one another the whole time. We really value like, open debate. And I would say that's, that's definitely a podcast to listen to, because I think a lot of people will talk about wanting, wanting that diversity of opinion in a room. But actually living it and walking that talk, it can be quite mm. challenging if you're not used to it. And um, I think Catman gives some really good bits of advice just to sort of train yourself to be able to hear somebody else's point of view. Rather than thinking about what you want to add to that conversation, actually listening to what's their point of view and, and trying to learn from them, which I thought was really, really stand out as well. But again, both of these pods made me think celebrating differences, differences of opinion, differences of thought dif differences of ways of working and and i think that if we can take down our barriers of what we think is right and learn from others to become a better right for right now i think that's a really strong proposition definitely and uh, that to me is the essence of of something we've been talking about in the office all, all the time isn't it and that you know it, to, to encapsulate everything that we've been saying so far this is this is all about the fact that it comes down to one of you know, the, our favourite subjects on the show, which is talent, isn't it? And how talent can be nurtured and how you can get the best out of people in, in different scenarios. So something that flashed in, someone that flashed into my head as you were talking there is a guy who, who worked here and in honesty wasn't you know, one of the better hires that we, we'd ever made. And on paper, that yeah, they, they should have been. I won't say any, anything to give away uh, who, what or where. But this person went into a different industry and has done exceptionally well in that industry. And that's fine, you know, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a key thing to, you know, for people to look at, that sometimes people just aren't in the right place for that particular individual. It doesn't necessarily mean anything about the individual. It definitely doesn't mean anything about the organisation. It's just, you know, finding people who are in the right thing. Well, I've, I've spoken a lot about a meme that comes up on LinkedIn that I see every couple of months, which is someone looking out both windows of a, of a bus and one's looking at the side of the mountain and one's looking at the view over the other side and they've got completely different vistas and completely different sort of moods because they're, of, of which way they're looking and how they, how they approach that. And I think that's, you know, something just to be think, you know, to, to think about when, you know, when you're bringing people into your business or speaking to the CEO of a company who I massively respect yesterday, he was talking about some issues he's got in the sales team that he's been building. Now, he has got a long track record in the industry. He's an absolute workhorse. He's one of the nicest people you'll ever, you'll ever meet. But he's been putting, bringing people into an organisation and had a problem with some of the hiring that he's been, been making. One of them was taking someone from a, you know, the classic move of taking someone from a major investment bank and moving them into an innovative startup and how the fracture that happened afterwards was completely predictable, I would, I would guess. That said, 
you know, for every person, well, well there's a majority of, of institutionalized big, big company people who then come into smaller organizations and it doesn't work. There's also people where it does. So I think it's, it's, it becomes difficult and there is nuance to everything and there's difficult conversations to be had with, it, with, with everything. And you can't tar everyone with the same brush. But I think it's really, really important just to really think and probe and question and try and get the you know, qualified thought process before everyone who you're bringing into your organisation and thinking, is this the best place for them to flourish? And removing ego from that. You know, I'd always sit here when we've, when we've brought people into the, into the business over the last 11 years. And, you know, we've had some great successes over that time, but also people who were, you know, fish out of water in the, in the organisation. And it's a really difficult thing to get right. But I think as long as you keep on learning from that, and try and uh, you know, t- take as many lessons and, and utilize that feedback, then you can start to get it better and better and better. And when you do, and this is why I think recruitment and the industry is so important full stop, when you do, you've got a situation which makes your life easier, your company more successful, and most importantly, the careers and the uh, long- longevity of those individuals within your business that much more successful as well. So I think it's, it's, it's such an important thing to be looking at and to be contemplating, to be working out how you can uh, you know, spend time to get this blend right and make sure that you know, it's, it's the right place for the right person at the right time. And I think you know, what's so, so important about these conversations that we have weekly is that we're trying to bring more attention to the learning that we're going through. Like, I love the fact that you, know, you say uh, recording all these podcasts has been, been your MBA. I couldn't agree more. It's been mine. Like, the fact that between the two of us, we've, we're probably knocking on the door of 500 industry leaders and, and them spending time with us, telling us about their big challenges and how they've overcome them. You know, we've, we've learned so much from that. And what we try and do in these podcasts, what we try and do in our magazine, what we try and do in our everyday interactions with, with the industry is to share those learns, but not just the learns under a, you know, one theme topic that I, you know, that I choose every week, but instead the how-tos behind that. And our magazine will be very much about that as well. It won't just be, this is, this is the top person. We're going to have articles from as many of the people that have taken part as possible. And in those articles, it will be their how-tos. It'll be exactly what they've done that really stands out that's really working within their business because the more that we can hear about what's working across this industry and also from what we see that works outside of this industry that we can second and bring in this is how we get better and you know going back to my hashtag of getting better every day and I'm absolutely committed for us to be known as you know solution providers rather than problem identifiers yes we'll identify a problem we'll move straight to how is this being solved who's solving it well and what can we learn from one another so anybody that's listening to this that's that's either facing a problem they don't know how to solve it or facing a number of problems and solving one of them really well whatever the situation may be please get in touch with us because We'd love to celebrate you in the magazine. We'd love to help you solve more of your problems. We'd love to introduce you to industry, uh, industry leaders that could, could give you first-hand advice on exactly how they're solving it right now. We constantly do roundtables where each of you can talk to one another and build great new networks and, and make great new relationships. And we're always, always on hand to ensure that we can get you to, to solve your problems quickly. Because right now, at the rate of growth that's happening within this industry, we don't want to be having problems dragging our ankles back like anchors. We want to be solving them efficiently so that we can move forward and really escalate to the levels that the potential should be reaching. Definitely. And what else is going on? 
So it's a it's a busy time. Like the magazine's taking up a load of the time, but um, on top of that, I'm still getting my final bits done on my book, uh, which I'm super super excited about. I'm now starting to put together ideas for what's going to happen within the launch party. I feel that when the book gets released next year, I'm hoping it'll be early next year. I'm hoping that you know that the pandemic sort of post pandemic blues will have started to lift and people will feel confident about coming to events because I want to make it really unique and stand out and you know we talk about adding value all the time I don't want it to be just another event I want it to be something where the the women of fintech who have appeared in this book plus women who want to get into fintech plus men who want to support women within tech fintech and financial services I want them all to be there and feel like that by being there value has been added so I've got loads of amazing ideas about different almost like different stalls that could be there, different speakers. I'm already thinking about goodie bags and like having, having really relatable things within those goodie bags as well. So I've been quite busy with our marketing team talking about that. But also, this is my second week back in the office and I've really enjoyed just being around people within the office and hearing their conversations and being able to get back to what I think is the best of me. And that is helping our people get better through the conversations they're having or the problems that they face day in, day out within, within some of their uh, recruitment processes. So even, even now in 10 minutes time, I'm going to be jumping on a call with a candidate of Hamish's and we're going to be talking about exactly how she can prepare to her, to her absolute best for an interview that's going to be happening um, in a couple of days time. So it's been really exciting. It's been really busy. It's been a lot to juggle with two babies, getting them to a nursery by 7.30 every morning. But I am somehow piecing it all together. So I'm somehow piecing it together. Others would say nailing it. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great to see. <laughs> so look, there's, yeah, as you say, look, there's loads and loads going on at the moment. It's a very interesting, exciting time. You know, talking about your events, I went to an event yesterday, which was uh, I've been to two now in the course of the last you know, three weeks or so. And uh, it's really good to see people's comfort and encouragement and enjoyment of those things coming back. I saw someone hadn't seen for the best part of two years yesterday. Um, someone who's a jack-in-the-box type character who, who you know, loves the, these, sort of, these sort of events. And it was great to see the sort of spring return to his step after what he you know, sort of self-confessed to be a very, very difficult 18 months or so. So uh, really good to see it. There's probably about 200 people in a, in a room yesterday. You know, a lot of excitement about you know, positive moves coming through from that as well. That, that, uh, that reconnection and networking and uh, all, of the, all of the good stuff that comes out the back of that as well. So that was good. It's good to see the, you know, the lots of things waking up in the industry as, as well with that. We, we're seeing a number of different industry events going ahead these days with our virtual chat rooms and people trying to get cleverer and cleverer about how they can make the, uh, the digital world as uh, engaging as the, as, the, as the real realm. And we've been seeing a lot of good stuff happening in, in, in that sort of space. So I'm excited about the launch of, uh, of, of the book and seeing people coming together for all of that and celebrating something which is a great piece of work uh, that you've been doing with all of that, that too. More uh, new hires over here at Harrington Star. There's some uh, new names that are going to be uh, mentioned soon. But I also think, as, as he's been such an important part of this pod, it's worth well worth a nod to Scott Richardson. Scott, uh, who a number of people listening to this will know, uh, has been involved in the podcast uh, since their inception. He is moving on from the business after eight years with the company and, and uh, we wish him the very best of luck. I just wanted to take this opportunity to publicly thank him. You know, when he joined us eight and a half years ago, however long it was, 
Scott was a, uh, a junior recruiter. He went through the ranks and sort of moved into the marketing world to use some of his digital skills and that sort of, that sort of area. And over that time, we've evolved our marketing function massively. Leaves it in great hands with uh, Alexandra and Georgia. And I'm delighted to say that Lydia uh, Sear will be joining us very soon. The, the creativity and excitement that they bring to the, to the team is going to be absolutely brilliant. But it walks on the, uh, on the shoulders of a giant, which is uh, Scott Richardson. So Scott, if you are listening today, which I'm sure you will be, knowing what a fan you are of the pod. Now, from Nadia and I, it's a massive thank you. Uh, Nadia, anything you want to sign off with? Um, I absolutely agree with that. Just, yeah, wish, wish Scott the, the best of luck. And, you know, I love you saying that, you know, it's standing on the shoulder of a giant. Like, it's absolutely true. Like, like what a wonderful foundation. Like, he could be really proud of, like, where, like the state that he's sort of leaving us in. Like, if we, if we look back to eight years ago, what our marketing department looked like, you know, our... Those are magazines back then or, you know, pieces of paper or PDF, you know, and what we actually have now is absolutely astounding. I'm really, I'm really proud to be part of it. And um, yeah, big thanks to Scott. Big love. Well, that's, uh, that's from all of us here, Scott. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening to another show from Nadia and myself. We love doing it. Keep the ideas coming. We've got loads and loads of different things that have been uh, delivered to us in terms of what you guys want to hear us talking about and unpicking and chatting about all the time. If there are people there who you want to see on the podcast, if there are people, and it's still not too late, who you would like to see on the 1% Workplace Awards listing, you may be working for a great organisation, you may see a great organisation, you may see something there which you think absolutely stands out. We'd love to hear from it and we will approach those companies and add them to the listing if they are of the caliber to be the top one percent of the workplaces in financial technology in the world so looking forward to releasing that thank you very very much for listening we really really appreciate it if you could rate review pass it on we'd be massively grateful if you can pass the pod on to someone who you think is going to be uh, enjoy it and it will be valuable to them please also do that too as we said last week, uh, Nadia's podcast has now reached the, uh, I think, number 14 out of the 40 best financial technology podcasts in the world. We are hopeful that that will break top 10 uh, in the coming weeks as well. But no doubt about it, with its inexorable rise, that soon you'll be listening to the Joe Rogan of podcasting and Nadia and uh, long may it continue. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Yeah.